0: Welcome to another episode of Media Rewind on the Boom Howdy Podcast Network. Boom Howdy. I'm Dustin P. I'm Genius McGee. And on this episode, we talk HBO's Game of Thrones, Season 8, Episode 2. But, for the sake of brevity and also our listeners, we do dive directly into spoilers, so spoiler, 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 you have been warned. If you have not seen the episode, please turn this off. Mm -hmm. Go watch the episode and come back.
1: Right, I mean, or if you're living vicariously through us, we're going to break it down chronological and we're going to try and, like, keep it as basic as possible. We're going to guide you through. We're going to ease
0: there you go. But we do spoil it, so, Genius, what was your take on this episode?
1: I don't know, man. This episode kind of like... I'm not saying it's left a bad taste in my mouth, but it, it wasn't my absolute favorite. So you're like me last week? Yeah. I mean, I mean a little bit more. I'm, I'm not saying boo. I'm saying boo earns.
0: <laughs> so like we talked off air, we're probably just going to have to break this down chronologically. Yeah. Because it's, it's almost too much... Um, I guess we just start at the top.
1: Well, it all takes place in Winterfell. Well, duh. I mean, like, but even, like, in you know, the like, dun, 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 right? they showed King's Landing, but we never went to King's Landing. That's true. I mean, they pulled a bait and switch on us. Ooh. So, like, yeah, it all happened. But I guess it was a long time. Yeah, dun, that's very true. You have to fill it up somehow. So. Yep.
0: So the first portion that we come to is actually Jamie sitting in front of or standing in front of Danny. Um just talking about, you know, how why he marched north by himself. Yeah. Uh, about the treachery that Cersei kind of befalled all of them. Yeah. She belittles Tyrion. Well in front of everyone.
1: Yeah, she's huh. this was a this was an interesting scene because first of all, everybody had the right, was just hating on Jamie at the beginning. Like, mm-hmm. Everybody except Tyrion. But by the end of everything said and done. Daenerys is thinking that everybody's hating on her, and it left, like, I mean, super bad taste in your mouth.
0: Well, it left a bad taste in my mouth, because if you've watched the progression of Daenerys for, like, the past season and a half, she went from being someone that's, like, truly, like, you know, being just and trying to be moral and, you know, mm-hmm. fighting for the slaved and the enslaved— and it's just like she's turning into, like, a power
1: tripper. I mean, she's turning into the Mad Queen. But at the same time, that's fucking the Kingslayer. It's Jamie Lannister. It's Man of Fable. I mean, she's even saying, hey, you know what? You're the one that killed my father. And prob- and your whole sh- family has fucking been my downfall. Yeah, pretty much. And so, like, she goes, well, if I ever had my hands on you, I've dreamed of what I would do for you. And then pretty much so was, like, Sansa. You know, and so I was like every and Jon Snow. Jon well, Snow. was, like, was indifferent. Jon Snow was like, "Man, he whatever, was just kind of laying back, whatever." And letting everybody give their beast. Bron even threw a little jab in, like, "I do anything for my family." Bran. Oh yeah, Bran. You know, and so like everybody hated on Jamie with just cause. I mean, he was an awful person. Not only was he a sister, sister, sister diddler, but he also did some horrendous shit. I mean, and then. Lo and behold, first of all, Sansa comes and, uh, no, I'm sorry, uh, Tyrion sticks up for him. Mm-hmm. And like, okay, well, he does have a point. And he did travel all this way by himself
0: right, to, to honor his oath.
1: Yeah, but it wasn't, I think, until Brianna Tarth stood up and said, look, I would fight side by side with this dude. I know he's done horrific shit. She even called it out. I know he done horrific shit, but right. he's, I trust him with my life. And so for someone as honorable as Brienne the Tarth stick up for him, that totally gave Sansa the just cause of being like, okay. Well, yeah, because that's
0: the part where Sansa just kind of switches up and goes, you know, I trust her with, you know, right. with my life. But I think it was really the portion that, that kind of made everybody turn was the part where Brienne talked about, you know, how Jamie had given the oath to uh, Catelyn Yeah. about, you know, protecting Sansa and getting her back north. And that's really what kind of swayed Sansa because she realized just then that, Jamie was really the one that emboldened uh, Brienne to yeah. you know go off and protect her.
1: Because that is true. Because if it was old Jamie, the one who did push uh, push Brienne out the window, knowing full well that Sansa was a Stark, he would have just had her gone. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he's like, no, 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 okay, cool, let's lead him with Tyrion, all the stuff. She does say, yeah, right? He had, has changed, and he has risked his neck to come all the way up to Winterfell and say, look. Cersei's going against her word it was a suicide mission you yeah, know it very much was and that's what Tyrion said like look he knew what the what he was doing and Jamie was like I know I was an asshole but I would do it all again because yeah because was he help- was
0: doing it for house and family
1: right I was and like we all done mm-hmm. all of us have done horrific shit to everybody so now he's like Jon Snow. We've got bigger issues to, do, to well, deal with,
0: and he's being hundred percent truthful and, and right. honest at this point, you know. And I think a lot of it was because you know Brienne really stuck up for him because he he has a line in it during his little pontification toward Daenerys about you know however all the families and everything else, and he would do it again. And he says, you know, this goes beyond loyalty. Yeah, exactly. And, that's and, what I wrote, and that's what Brienne tells him. You know, when they're at the Dragon Pit. Yeah. You know, when she goes. Fuck loyalty,
1: right? You know, and it kind of takes him back, and he's like, "What?" <laughs> and again, like we said earlier in that episode, from Brienne, Brienne, someone that like loyal bound, right. oath keeper, wielder, to say fuck loyalty, that's definitely got to give Jamie pause and stop and think about what he's doing. And he's one hundred percent correct. But did you see that look Daenerys had when Sansa said, "Okay, well, you know what? If she vouches for my vouch for him? Tyrion voucher, for him? Jon Snow doesn't fucking care. So like, it's on you." She was like, You fucking switched sides on me? Daenerys had that look of like. Sorry. I mean, they're in the right. Exactly. Exactly. And even like John said, we need more fighters. Yep. And who better than the Kingslayer? Well, I mean, granted, he he is. He's got one hand, but you know what? If anybody tries, if any of the dead try to bite him and go through his hand. That's
0: true. That's very true. Oh,
1: you know what they should do? (laughs) They should like make him a dragon, uh, dragon glass hand, but have like claws on it, like fucking Wolverine. Tell me that wouldn't be badass. Tell me that wouldn't they've be already, badass. They've already they've already
0: shot the show so I don't think that they're going to have that. But Still, yes, it would be pretty cool.
1: That would be fucking sweet.
0: And then you even have Grey Worm, who is the the most, you know, inaudible character of this whole, you know, the the whole ser- uh, the season so far. Yeah. When he gives Jamie his sword back, he just, just- he dead holds eyes. it and just smacks it in his chest uh-huh. and holds it there and just kind of dead eyes him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, all right, so we're, we're going to do this.
1: Because <laughs> he's, Daener- he's on Daenerys' side. Well, that's his I queen. mean, that's his job. I mean, he's Grey Worm, so he'll kill the, all of his queen's enemies. So for uh, him to say he's the probably the only one that has Daenerys' backs, so like, fucking take your sword. You win to this round, Trebek. You know? So, oh, and Danny was pissed. Well, that's her fault. Right, I'm getting pissed off at Tyrion.
0: Well, I mean, we really can't say that Danny is is the just character now. I mean, she started out that way with with like the sympathetic, she you know, Doth, Doth Rocky. No,
1: man, she burned House Tarly alive. Well, for she simply gave... not
0: bending the knee.
1: Yeah, but she gave him a chance, and it was war. I mean, she still wants to like stop slavery. She's not the wide eyed dreamer that we right. that we've known to and grown to love and like from season one, but. She's still, she's better than Cersei. Well,
0: yeah, the devil himself is better than Cersei. You know what I'm
1: saying? So it's like, not, it's, it's the lesser of evils. But at the same time, she's still just. She's still like, is willing to listen and compromise. She said, "Okay, if you don't want to bend the knee, I gave you a choice." With House yeah, Carly. see,
0: we're gonna have to agree to disagree on that one because I think she is she is going down the path of the dark side. You know, I think she's turned. I, yeah. I think she is straight up, you know, going Mad Queen at this point because you know she's getting power hungry. I mean, she's got two two armies. You know, she has the Dothraki and the, and the Unsullied. She has two dragons, and I mean, she now has you know
1: um, Jon Snow bending the knee for. her. Yeah, but in fairness that was Jamie Lannister she had well she could have like went, fuck it i'm the queen i'm gonna kill him now you know <clears throat> but i don't think brand would let that happen anyway no but i so. think she still i think she still has a lot of good in her i think she can still do good
0: okay i don't know well the next portion that we see is actually Gendry in the forges and uh-huh. Ari enters asking him you know what what are the whites like and you know Gendry kind of makes the comment a couple times about her not being a warrior not being a fighter and Arya is 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 be is kind of pissed off about being dismissed. Well, of
1: course, because she's fucking Arya.
0: Nobody knows what she can do besides really Brienne, right? You know, nobody really understands that what what the path she's gone they through. They still
1: think she's like, oh, Arya, young mm-hmm. lady, get out of here. Get out of here, shit. you little scamp. Yeah, <laughs> you rascal, right? But she's like, nope, boom, boom, boom. That was slick. And she's like, like. But in fairness, I can understand where she's coming from again. We're like, what are they like? How do they? Because she wants to know as much as she can about her enemy. That's very you true. Know? And who better to know about it than someone who's face-to-face to face? That's like, how many did you see? How many did you kill? What is it like? Because, like, if anything, being a faceless man teaches you, I would assume, is, like, know thy enemy. Before you can defeat your enemy, you got to kind of become your enemy. Literally. You know? Yeah, literally and figuratively. Right? So it's like, I understand. Buffer, like that was a good description. It's just death, yeah. just just mean, yeah. gnarly shit.
0: Because she was wanting to know, you know, what do they smell like? What do they sound like? Mm-hmm. And when Gendry just says, you know, it's just death, she goes, I know death, he has many faces, and I look forward to seeing this one. You know, and I, I think up until the daggers in the post piece of it, Gendry wasn't going to forge that super weapon, you know, the game changer that yeah. Arya had sent on that little scroll. The Darth Maul? Yeah. I, I don't think he was planning on forging that because, you know, he even makes mention, he, he makes mention uh, because Arya comes in and grabs one of the dragon glass like, axes, and she's like, oh, the, you know, the, I thought it's it would flimsy. be better. Yeah. And then he buries it in a, in a hunk of wood, and he goes, I don't know will do. You <laughs> know, so it's just like, what do you know about fighting? You yeah. know? So, I think the, the portion where Arya throws the daggers is really a turning point for Gendry to go, okay, well, maybe I don't know everything that Arya went through. Or, like,
1: damn, this chick's a badass. Yeah. You know? So. Better not fuck with her.
0: Yep. And then we get Bran at the weirwood tree as Jamie comes in. And, you know, and they... And they This entire episode, all of the characters talk about what happens after the battle with the dead as if they're going to win. Mm -hmm. And Bran, typically being Debbie Downer himself, you know, Jamie talks about, (coughs) you know, what's going to happen afterwards and how everything's going to pan out. And Bran goes, why why do you think there's going to be an after? And I'm just like, damn, Damn, (laughs) Way, way to ruin the mood.
1: You're dark, kid. Fucking get out in some sunlight. Shit. But here's the thing. I'm glad like they had that interaction because, you know, Jamie felt bad for pushing him out the window. He's got to feel bad. I mean, he's a monster, but he's not a fucking monster. So well, it was back like, then. Right. So, like, so he goes, hey, man, I'm sorry. And he goes, you know what? I've already forgiven you because I'm not that guy anymore. You know? Yeah. I'm, I'm more than that. I'm.
0: He's I'm the, more human than human.
1: Right. I'm the three odd raven. <laughs> ah! Right. So like, I'm glad that like that. That's at least one burden off Jamie's chest. I don't know if it's necessarily off his chest. I
0: think he he never really got a resolution to that piece of it, but I think he finally had to make peace with himself, being
1: that asshole back in the you know mm-hmm. season one. Um, again, growth b- because of necessity. Right, there's
0: bigger shit yep. going on. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, there's bigger fish to fry than worrying about shoving a little kid out a window because mm-hmm. you were diddling your sister. So you know that that kind of works. And then we get you know the uh, the talk between Jamie and Tyrion. About how the the Mad King was so mad, and you know, Danny is is not him. Yeah, and I think it's interesting the fact that Tyrion brings that up, and you know, Jamie is about as close to you know the Mad King being able to describe you know his mannerisms and the, and the way he reacted to things, mm-hmm. than all of them, and you know, Tyrion is the closest to Danny besides Jon Snow. So, what did, what did you make of that little interaction there?
1: I enjoyed what they were talking about, but I like the fact that they were like more communicating with each other. Like, hey, we're." it's interesting that we're going to die saving Winterfell. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they're both, like, you know, are atoning for sins of their past. They're Starks that are going against, I'm not sorry, they're Lannisters going against their entire family, working for the enemy for a bigger cause. And the fact that they even called out even Cersei, like, look, you literally were a fool for believing Cersei was Mm going to, but I was a fool too because I thought she was going to do the honorable thing. And he goes, well, we were both fools, but you knew that she was evil the whole time and didn't choose to do anything about it. And it was like, I think that got him because Cersei's always been Cersei.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's not like she's changed. I mean, she changed slightly after the walk of shame, after the atonement.
1: Yeah. Very but it wasn't. Belief.
0: It wasn't. I mean, it wasn't for the better. Right? <laughs> I mean, she became more conniving and, and just we're absolutely thirsty,
1: Right? I mean, she blew up the High Sparrow for Christ's Fucking sake. Horrible shit. So no, it, it's it, all the all the Lannisters can have been redeemed except Cersei. So I think that's one common thing that they have because they both were like, we both fucked up. Mm-hmm. We didn't do anything. At least you went and joined the other side earlier. So,
0: and, you know, again, we get this kind of ominous, you know, soothsay toward the future when he goes, you know, not the death I would have chosen. Right. (laughs) You
1: know, (laughs) but I like I like what he was going. You know what? Maybe one of these days, like if Cersei doesn't kill me, I can become a white walker and kill Cersei. I was like, that's a fanfic right there. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, the I had a huge
0: issue with the comedy in last episode Mm -hmm. because it just it didn't work for me. This episode, literally, almost every one of the comic beats hit, and it, when it did hit, it was awesome. Because yeah. I think it was the characters, the way that you know we we have these warriors that are you know facing death, and there's you know the only thing you can do is smile, right? You know,
1: because it's not. It, I think they're different. It, it wasn't corny,
0: right? Yeah, you know, it yep. was.
1: It wasn't like you know, ooh, ooh right. I mean, there was a little bit of that, but because of it, was more like yeah, exactly, like you said. These people are going to die, and they and they know they're going to mm-hmm. die, or at least they're facing a people who could not are. be dead, right? So there has to be a little bit of that levity, and the levity in this was more, like, realistic because it was a lot of dark humor, a little right. bit of gross out with the right. beer later on, right. but most, like, very, like, gallows humor, and I mm. really enjoyed it, and that's why I think it worked better in this episode.
0: I mean, you saw me. There were a couple times that I was, like, you were audibly laughing. laughing. Loud. Yeah. yeah. So... We we get that you know Tyrion and Jamie kind of part ways, and Jamie goes down to see Brienne, who is in the, like the fighting pits. You know, all the soldiers that are kind of tuning up for war, and she sees that Podrick is, is fighting and kind of training the the underlings. Yeah, and they kind of go through a, a tit for tat, and then you know Jamie talks about you know I'm not quite the the fighter I used to be. You know, I'm not the 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 Kingslayer. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm kind of half of that, but I'd be proud to serve under you. And I think that was one of the things because Bran even expected him to be just nasty and hateful to her because yeah. that was the last that she knew of him. Mm-hmm. You know, she hasn't seen this metamorphosis of you know Jamie the way we have in the past couple seasons.
1: And that was really nice for her to hear.
0: Yeah, because he has faith in her. He has yeah. faith in her
1: abilities. Because she, and for him to show that, especially after her showing faith in him at mm-hmm. the council, not like two hours earlier. So,
0: yeah. So when Bran and, and Jamie talk, I mean, it was a. Just a blink and you miss it kind of scene. But I think it was a lot for those two characters to kind of go through because I like seeing those two characters, you know, in her interplay and interact with one another.
1: She had that, she almost had that look when he walked away. She almost had that. Oh, yeah. You know, I was like, that's really nice. Well, I mean,
0: think about what that has to do for. I mean, you're talking about the former leader of the Lannister army that is, you know, pledging to to fight for her.
1: Yeah. So someone someone that she also respects, Mm -hmm. you know, absolutely. Do you think she (laughs) do you think she's like falling in love?
0: I don't think until later. I think she's right. always been smitten with Jamie. Yeah. I just don't think that it's going to be like a... It's it's not going to be a weird love triangle between Breanne, Tormund, and Jamie. Yeah. Um, but see... It however, to, we do get a little bit of that, and we'll talk about that yeah, as we kind of go along. As we get
1: to that. But at that time, I could see a little bit of, like, falling in love. From well, Jamie's I, aspect, too. Well, yeah,
0: I could, too. You know, because he sees that, you know, he's always been attracted to... The the more powerful women and Brienne yeah. is a you know, not only necessarily just a towering individual, I mean she's she, a great fighter. She's earned his respect. Yeah. Like, hell she took she earned his sword. Yeah.
1: So no, I could see that. I think that'd be cool. I think if it came down to it not trying to be like matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match, but if they got together and if Cersei dies like, you know After the war. Like some kind know, of winterfell tender. Right. I think that'd be cool. Maybe like of just some honorable couple. Oh, okay. I don't know. At least they're gonna fight together, and that's what I like to see because they're bad. They're two badasses, and they can probably help out each other a lot. Yeah, and so that's pretty cool.
0: And now the the cut sequence between Jorah and Danny, which was I think more telling for Danny's character than Jorah. Uh-huh. You know, because Jorah's a knight. You know, he's he's always been one of those people up and well. I shouldn't say always because he was a spy. You know, on right. Danny. But after he has this this change, where he kind of disavows the fact that he was working on behalf of someone else. Yeah, I mean he's always been a very careful character. He's always had people's best interest in mind. So when we get the interplay, when we talk about, we see that Danny and, and Jorah kind of going this back and back and forth about you know who should be the hand and why why she was so hateful to Tyrion. Yeah, and and Jorah even sticks up for him and says you know look, I don't like him. I never have liked him, right. but he's he's the most intellectual, you know, he, he's the he, smartest person that you could have put in that position. Exactly.
1: He was the best person for that job. Yeah,
0: you made the right choice exactly. is exactly what
1: he said. And for someone to say, like, yeah, you know what, you're right, because I was gunning for that job,
0: too, you know? Yeah, because then, seconds before that, we we see Tyrion, Varys, and Jorah kind of in one of the uh, the hallways of Winterfell, and he goes, he looks down at the the symbol of the, the hand of the queen, and he goes, "Well, I suppose that one of you two will be wearing this before everything is said and done." Well,
1: because Danny is like fucking yelling at him, like you fucked up, your you fell for Cersei shit, you know, mm-hmm. and I think somebody later on was like, "Well, you did too." You well, know, yeah, with
0: Jorah, I mean, Jorah even says he, we've all made mistakes, right? exactly. but, ha, but he, but it, and, and it was interesting the way Jorah said it, he goes, we've all made mistakes, especially him, but he's learned from his mistakes, you know, so everything that he's done to this point where it's kind of been a foul up or kind of been a, you know, a colossal blunder, he's always been able to rebound from because he is clever. He is intellectual.
1: Do you think that was kind of also him saying, yeah, he learned from his mistakes. And you should too.
0: Oh yeah, because he he even makes mention to Danny. He goes, you know, during that during that boat ride to Volantis, he wanted to chuck him off. You know, <laughs> when Jory gets grazed, like yeah. he wanted to kick him overboard, which I
1: thought was awesome. And see, that's the thing. I understand where Tyrion's coming from. I mean, I'm thinking she's overstepped that she's that pissed at him because, like you said, Jane, she goes. He, when Tyrion was talking to Jamie, he was like, look, I i can't believe I fell for it. And I fell for it, too. The fact that both the brothers fell for Cersei's shit, that sh- if, if Danny would have known that, maybe they would have been like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. maybe I shouldn't like be so hard on him. And yeah, he's made mistakes, but he's made some fantastic victories, too. He's got more Ws than he has L's. I mean, he was the reason why Stannis was defeated at Blackwater. Right? He's why they've gotten far as they have. That's very true. So... Yeah, the fact that he says, Look, I'm when uh, Davis was like, I'm putting my faith in him, you should too. Yep. And I think that's what kind of like, okay, everybody's telling me that I need to calm down and think about it. So maybe I should. And I think she should too. She needs to slow her roll. I mean, I know there's, in the grand scheme of things, there's a lot of pressure and a lot of shit going on, but like, don't snap at the people who have your back when they're trying to help yeah you
0: know what i'm saying oh no i'm I'm with you and and the next scene that we actually get is (coughs) is probably my one of my favorites of the episode with danny and sansa yes i mean this is a good scene yeah you know you get danny coming to sansa and and asking her about you know everything that's going on she's she's laying battle plans And they, they just asked to talk and Danny kind of comes with the olive branch. Yeah. Kind of extending, you know, Oh, I'm sorry. We came out on the wrong foot.
1: You know, I love your, I love your brother. He's great. I know you do too. Mm -hmm. You know, kind of like that needed to happen. And I'm glad she did it because one Sansa is a very, very powerful woman, especially she's on her home turf. Okay. Two, she's Jon Snow's sister. So like you got to pass the family test first.
0: Yeah. Well it's not even that, dude. I mean, if you remember what Arya said, you know, Sansa is one of the smartest people she's ever met. Yeah. I mean, she really is turning out to be that way. Yeah. I mean, she was able to you know, granted, she she admitted to being a little bit slow on the on the Diddlefinger deal. Uh-huh. But slow learner Sophie Turner. But I mean <laughs> she was able to snuff out Littlefinger's uh, you know, deception with, with Arya right. in between her. I mean, think back to the Battle of the Bastards. Yeah. When when you got Ramses, he's he's sitting there talking about, you know, oh we're I, that's why I like you. And he goes, oh, and she goes, well, I hope to sleep well, Lord Bolton, because you're going to die tomorrow. And I think that was a, that was a, a clever jab because it yeah. took him completely off guard, you know? So I think she's smarter than everybody
1: allows her to be. Well, both, both, both girl both women, they came in and they were both guns a blazing. And Sansa proved that she was the smartest by one. When I said earlier, she stood up for Tyrion Mm-hmm. Because Danny was like, "Oh man, he's fucked up." You know what do you say? You know him. She goes, "Look, he's I stand by him." Yeah, but he's made mistakes. He's always been
0: good to me. Yeah,
1: he, yeah, and she's always if he's been good to me. He's had Justin. has got my back. You know, and uh, she said like, and the bring back into the Cersei thing. Well, I but he shouldn't have trusted her, and he goes, "But you did too. You mm-hmm. could have said you no. shouldn't have either, right? Yeah. We you all fell for that shit." Mm-hmm. So that was one proof of of. Sounds up being extremely, like, intelligent and smart and being like, look, you got to think about shit.
0: Well, and, and then we get it again. You know, what comes after? Exactly. Because, you know, she talks about, you know, how the North has, is, is, you know, at this point decided that they will never bow to another person again. You know, after the dead is defeated, after the Lannister army defeated, what happens then? And Danny actually withdraws.
1: Yeah, because it was nice because, one, that thing was like, okay, you're dating my brother. That's cool. I understand. Mm-hmm. But, two... Don't patronize me, even though you're out the queen, because I need to know what's going on after this, because I don't want to bow, and I'm not going to bend the knee. Right. You know? And that when she darted her hand mm-hmm. back, and then had that look like, oh, shit, she's got me. You mm-hmm. know? Because what you going to do? You Yeah, know?
0: exactly. What, what are you going to do? You're in somebody's house. Right. Queen and, or not.
1: <laughs> and and you're dating the brother. The brother's going to have some say into that. Yep. And so... Yeah, I really enjoyed that scene.
0: Yeah, and after the kind of the little retraction by Danny, we see that Theon actually returns, and he, you know, he bows, he he pledges, you know, gives the knee to to Daenerys, and he gets stands back up, and he goes, I, you know, what are you doing here, kind of deal, you know, why are they trying to figure out why he's here? He goes, I want to fight for Winterfell, Lady Sansa, if you'll have me, and uh, you know, Teary Sansa goes up and, and hugs. Welcome know, Theon. back, Reek. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, welcome back, Theon. He's not Reek anymore, no, he's man. Not. Nah, he, he's he, still
1: Rickety cricket. Though every now then you guys want to get weird. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I think that was probably the best homecoming because you know he even tells Danny, you know, Yara sailed to the Iron Islands to to retake that wall. Uh, Con- Euron is in uh, while he's in King's Landing. Contingency plan. Yeah, smart move. It's a really smart move. I mean, because you know you got Euron that only has like a portion of the Iron Fleet now. Mm-hmm. You know because Yara stole some ships from
1: him. So you know,
0: don't leave your home. Don't leave your doors unlocked.
1: And it's glad to see that he comes back to defend Winterfell, Mm -hmm. you know, after all the shit that's said and done, it was good to say it.
0: Well, I mean, I I think it speaks to, to him, you know, because later on in the episode he talks to Bran and, you know, like I said, we'll get to that. But when he's... That was a good line. Right, yeah, it really was. But when, when you see him come in, I mean, he is a Stark. I mean, for all intents and purposes. Granted, he's still a Greyjoy by blood and whatnot, but, I mean, he was raised by Ned. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's still, you know, honorable, even though he's done some heinous shit, like everybody in this in this world. Right. So we we cut to, like, the soup lines, out where they're, they're feeding all the soldiers, and Davos sees this little girl come up, and she's got a scar on her face, and the way that he reacts, I think he kind of, harkens back to shireen uh stanis baratheon's daughter uh-huh. i think that's the reason why he's so kind yeah. of kind of like not necessarily standoffish but a little uneasy when they're having you know the conversation about the, the little girl wants well, to, where fight. to go yeah yeah because well,
1: right before it's like okay you're so you want to go fight all right if you want to go fight go and do this okay yep. women and children get, gotta yep, go they'll get into, you, they'll get you an armed because gilly good to see gilly again mm-hmm. gilly's over there helping like okay you go that way and helping people out and this little girl, at first, when she was coming up to the soup thing with her ball, I was totally, please say, can I have some more? Right? And so, <laughs> before it's like, yeah, I want to fight. My two brothers are soldiers. that All I know how to do is fight, mm-hmm. and I just want to fight. But I'm glad that he goes, hey, you need to go down and defend the Crips. And I don't think it was, like, being a patronizing thing. No, I don't think – Davos no, like, it has never
0: been dismissive of people.
1: Right, especially even a child, because – they are going to need some fighters. If anything mm-hmm. goes south, if anything goes south, you're going to have somebody protect. Mm-hmm. And if you got, like, an interior kid to fight and shit, why not? Yeah. So, but it was a very good scene. It was super cute, too.
0: Yeah, it, because, I mean, I, I think a lot of it was Davos saw Shireen and that little girl. Well, cause And that's right the reason why, you know, he even mentions to her, you know, well, the people down in the crypt will be protecting. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yep, I'll do that.
1: <laughs> you know? Because even right before they were talking to... Uh, Lady Mormont, wasn't it? By right before the soup line. And like, I will not, I'm going f- <laughs> to, it was interesting because she's like, look, I'm not going to fight for this queen. I will fight to live, mm-hmm. but I, we, after this is done, we're going to have some words, yeah. you know? And uh, Davos heard that and he understands where shit's going to go on. So I thought that was a whole little interplay outside.
0: Yeah. And then we see Eric and uh, Eric, Ed and Barrick. There we go. <laughs> Got the names right. And Tormund actually returned from uh, the, the Umber Castle. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of interesting because, you know, Jon Snow sees Ed and he rushes up to try to give him a hug. And all of a sudden, Tormund, like, tackles him. Hey! And it was kind of a, it wasn't necessarily a jump scare, but it was a startling moment. Because right. Because he just comes in off camera. This
1: big wild ginger coming out of nowhere. <laughs> ah! Give me a hug! You know, it's like, holy shit, that's scary. You know? But, it's like getting a hug from Big John Stud. Right. It's good to see those three guys back again. You know, mm-hmm. it was because they have a good interplay, especially now that Tormund's back in the mix. Because even after the big hug, the next thing he goes is "the big woman here." You know, <laughs> just like he's and just it's, it's, for love.
0: Well, and it's just like we talked about, man. You know, the the comedy didn't work in the last episode for me, but this comedy did work because Tormund has never broken character. I mean, he's never been, he's he's never been like. Outward ruthless, and then all of a sudden goofy. Yeah. But he's always been kind of goofy. He's always like, been goofy. His character is kind yeah. of goofy.
1: Yeah, because I think that's because all thing. he wants to do is pillage and you know, make babies. That's exactly why the comedy didn't work last time because it was done by two serious people. It was done by Jon Snow and Daenerys, and mm-hmm. they're not known for their comedy. Yeah, so they're, when they they're try not, and be they're funny, they're not slapsticky, right? So when they try to be funny, it just didn't work. You have Tormund, who's always been goofy as shit, just coming in being goofy as shit. So of course it's gonna work great. But he's like, but that look, the big woman's here. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. So the next portion we we get is
0: actually the game plan. You know, all of the the main characters are around the table and they're talking about you know how exactly they're gonna they're gonna defend Winterfell, how they're mm-hmm. gonna fight off the Night King. And we get Bran that tells everybody that, you know, the, the Night King is there for him, specifically. For mm-hmm. him. He wants to kill him because he's the three-eyed raven. And
1: everybody's like, how do you know? It's like, because I know. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the people who don't know what Bran's power when they first, like, mm-hmm. who is this fucking kid? Fucking creep, Oop. you know? Mr. Know-it-all. <laughs> right? And now something you'll really like. <laughs> but, like, No. I like when he goes, no, I saw him in a dream. He's tried to kill many, many Three-Eyed Ravens mm-hmm. before, so see, check it out. He said, he already got me. I got his mark. They're like, oh, shit.
0: And that's, that's how the Night King is tracking him, mm-hmm. They're finding out where Bran is. So the plan is that Bran will be in the, the courtyard where the werewolf tree is, and he's trying to lure the Night King out into the open because they won't be able to fight the, the army of the dead. No. They already know that. Mm-hmm. Jon knows that. The only chance they've got is to be able to kill either the whites that are controlling the, the the dead or you know, the night king who controls all of them. Yeah. That's that's their plan is to try to lure the night king after Bran. And Sansa, I believe, is the one that makes the makes the statement about using Bran as, you know, bait. Yeah, you know, why why are we using you as bait? But then Theon comes to the rescue again. I mean, I think that this is the final nail in the reek coffin. Yeah. You know, he says, you know, look, I took the castle from you. I want to protect you now.
1: I almost went, yeah, you know, I wasn't full on. I mean, I wasn't gonna be like, oh yeah, Theon, you go kick some ass. But at the same time, I was like, good for you, Theon, you do this shit mm-hmm. because you're right. That's a great way to restore your honor. After mm-hmm. all the shit that's said and done, he's came back. He could have said, like, okay, cool, I'm gonna stay here with my sister that I just freed in like beautiful Bahamas. But I'm gonna go and I'm gonna fight some people. The Bahamas?
0: Come on, man, we've seen the Iron Islands. That's true. That's, that's
1: far from the yeah. Bahamas. Everything's gray, right? <laughs> the sands are gray. The but but no, I get what you're gray.
0: saying, man. You know he could have he could have <coughs> easily stayed back. You know he could have stayed in the rears
1: even even during the battle. And to say here, I'm pledging my life for Winterfell. Mm-hmm. That was like okay, good for you. Yeah, you come full circle. Yeah, yeah. I hope I hope he takes a, a arrow or like an icicle. Surf. Yeah, an icicle for Brian You know what I'm saying? Because that would be like fitting. Yeah, I don't want him to die, but if he's gonna go, because we know people are gonna go, a lot of people, a lot of people are gonna go. It, they're you know. they're
0: gonna trim the fat for episode four, five, and six, right? They're 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 lightening the budget. <laughs> but no, as Theon says that you know, John says you know we well we better get some we better get some rest. So he kind of dismisses everybody, but Tyrion and Bran stick around, mm-hmm. and and Tyrion is is talking with Bran because remember back way back in season one after Bran's fall. You know, they, they always had this, like, weird um, dynamic between the two of them. And
1: they've always understood what each other was going through. Because, mm-hmm. like, everybody talks shit on Brand because he was in a wheelchair. Everybody talks shit on Tyrion because he's a little person. And so they had that kind of kindredness, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I'm sorry when everything went down. That's cool. We got to do this shit. Yep. You know, I know what we got to do. I'm cool with it. It was just weird. He always was a kind of a downer.
0: You know? Yeah, and Tyrion even asked him, you know, what what kind of journey have you been on? And Bran goes, well, it's a, it's a long story. And then Tyrion's exact line back to that is, a, if only we were trapped in a castle in the middle of winter with nowhere to go. Right. I'm just like, ah, that's funny. I like that.
1: <laughs> and I go, you know what? And that's good, because that is going to give Tyrion another card to play. Mm-hmm. Like, holy shit, you know how to do this and you can do this. Maybe let's try this, 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 and this, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I like the way that Brian's kind of the Doctor Strange of everything. Like
0: he's seeing all the outcomes. Yeah,
1: I know what's gonna happen. It ain't good. And so I'm like, Whoo, stop being a downer and a tease. Yeah. So But the
0: you know, after all of that kind of breaks free, we, we see Masande and Grey Worm talk about, you know, again, what comes after. Yeah. And they talk about returning to one another and, and what, what goes on. And Masande says she wanna she wants to go back to Noth. You know her homeland, Mm -hmm. and she goes. But my people aren't fighters, and and, and, you know Grey Worm goes. But mine are, and we will protect you.
1: And I'm like, damn, go Grey Worm. So basically, he's saying after we defeat the Night King, me and the Unsullied are out. Yeah, we're 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 done. See ya. We're done. Peace. Contract fulfilled. (laughs) So, and you know what? Yeah, that's true. I mean, but at the same time, (laughs) I like that. I think Daenerys would probably like, okay, you guys are go. Mm -hmm. You know, you stay down there in case I need you. I'll call you you know, so I like that, and you know what, that's a very good thing, because as they were walking in, it was kind of like, she was like, hey, look, kids, and they are like, "Oh, I don't know you, yeah. one, you don't look like us, mm-hmm. you know, two, like, who the hell are you coming to yeah, take our Yeah, because everybody
0: in Winterfell is pale as hell,
1: right, and like, you're coming in to, like, take our land, and feeding us to dragons and shit, come on, come on, it was just like, ew, you kids are awful, but at the same time, it's it's war they're there to save you it's war (laughs) you know so but no i and she goes like i hate this place is is this where you (laughs) thought you would be nope you know (laughs) so no i'm glad i hope they do run off i hope they at least those two live yeah if all the unsully don't go or don't survive yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Because I like them. I do too, man. I like man. them I, a
0: lot. I think Grey Worms, I, I think their whole turning point with me was when they were sitting in uh, Marine in the pyramid and they were having wine with Tyrion. Mm-hmm. And it was just that, that kind of, it kind of loosened up their characters for everybody. So we get Sam, John, and Ed on t- Well, actually we get J- Sam and John talking about, you know, hey, did you tell her? Did you tell her yet? Yeah. That, you know, that you're the king and she's not.
1: I'm waiting for the right time, dude. Come on. Like, now's the right time. You know, it's like. I can understand where he's coming from, but at the same time it was good to see like okay, okay, I got it, I got it, I got it. Yeah, and then
0: the most awkward entrance ever, Ed just kind of walks up and like Hey stands in between them. What's going on, guys? Uh, Our watch begins, fellas. <laughs> it's time. like shots week, weekend Bernie's. Right. We they're it. they're holding up Ned Stark.
1: Winter fell Bernie's. No. <laughs> no, they're holding up and they got his head somewhere else. <laughs> and he's got googly eyes and shit. No.
0: But but they talk about you know what happens after everything is said and done you know now they're the last of the nights watch everyone else is dead. I mean I they like talk about that. Ollie and and everyone else that that that's died out of the nights
1: watch. they had a good little memorial but they kept it like light yep you know
0: and Ed even says you know the last one burns the bodies mm-hmm. you know so I mean they're planning on dying.
1: that's crazy to think that okay, so I'm not well versed in like the way back lore of Westeros. But the fact that they are the last three nights watched that probably lasted a good long like century.
0: John is the nine hundredth some odd Lord Commander. Yeah, so I mean it's so, been a long time. Yeah,
1: it's been about it's been a century and at least a century and a half. So that they're the last three, and probably ever. Yeah. That's kinda that's deep. You, you know, know what, what I mean? The, the, nobody watches the wall, it's got a big hole in it right now. <laughs> right. There ain't no need. You know? <laughs> Oh, we gotta protect nobody. To make sure we will better get some fucking duct tape real quick. So,
0: <laughs> can somebody spray that down with the hose? Get that thing to frost up a little bit. We we
1: need three cases of flex steel.
0: <laughs> so. so we get Tyrion and Jamie actually talking by the the fire, and you know they talk about you know their past and how everything kind of intertwined and intermingled. And you know Tyrion talks about the golden lion and, and the whoremonger. You know how their kind of lives have. have you know cross paths and then kind of diverged and everything else and i thought that was an interesting an interesting interplay between the two brothers Mm -hmm. because i mean we really haven't seen any interaction between those guys other than the the ploy to get daenerys and cersei together you know which was brokered by braun but then you know other than that i mean it was way 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 back
1: you know so it's nice to see him just kind of sit down And and especially after now that they're like seen some shit, Mm -hmm. you know, they've done some things. So it was good to see them. And Jamie had an interesting line. He goes, my, even back when I was a golden lion, I wasn't a golden lion. I was fucking my sister. Mm -hmm. That's not things golden lions do. Right. And then he goes, well, I was a whoremonger. I missed those days, you know. And what are we going to do after? I can, you can still be a whoremonger. I will never be a golden lion again. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of like. Not sad, but like, oh, you know what? Yeah.
0: I don't think it was sad. I think it was just Jamie realizing that he's no longer the yeah, person he no, used to be.
1: Exactly. And then I think we're the better for it. Because mm-hmm. even even um, Tyrion was like, I would like to be a whoremonger again, but I don't know if I can go back <laughs> yeah. to doing it. So. I, I think d- we all better. <laughs> well, right. Everybody's got their, their shady parts
0: of their past. But mm-hmm. I, I, I like this, this particular scene because we continue to get small additions to the, the, I guess you would say like the warrior's fire. You've got Tyrion and Jamie first. Oh yeah. Then you have Brienne and Podrick come in Davos enters shortly behind them. and just says, you know, if I'm going to die, I'm at least going to be warm up here. If I have to die, freezing my balls off out there, Mm -hmm. which Davos has always been like the, the,
1: the elder statesman of the nuggets of just quality, awesome, like one liners. But even everybody, when they came in, they're all battle tested, but they're all like, we're humorous. Like, even Bran was like, no. he's like, can I have a glass of wine? Bran's like, no, because if the dead are coming and we got to fight, you need to be sharp. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. And even Tyrion was like, come on. And, I haven't seen him forever. Right,
0: and then Bran looks at Podrick and he's he like, okay, half glass. But when
1: Tyrion pours, like, like oh, look what it is. Ain't no half glass, glass and a half. Pour, pour, pour. It's like oh, the sloppiest bartender. <laughs> Next on ABC, the sloppiest bartender. And he's like fucking just pouring all over. And then the guy's like, yeah, cool, cool, cool. They sat down and it was kind of, it was just cool because everybody had just like, like you said, maybe about four or five lines and then a new character would come in. Mm-hmm. Then another four or five lines and a new character would come in. And it just seemed natural. It wasn't like anybody was waiting because you have a big fire hearth, all these warriors, why fucking not? Yeah. I mean, it was a good interplay.
0: Now, my favorite portion of the entire episode is when Tormund comes in and he kind of, he's talking to Brienne and he's sitting next to Brienne and Brienne goes, Well, I'm happy you're here i mean i'm happy that you're fighting on our side kind of
1: deal and tormund's like eh, 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 yeah you know he even comes in it could be our last night on earth just saying just saying but it was so funny because we're going back to the wine this is an interesting play like hey do you want some wine to like sir Davos, and davis is like no nah, i'm not gonna drink right now i need to keep my whips about you like tormund you want some wine i brought my own and then he goes in and he goes in this story and they're talking about battles they're talking about battles like you survived this battle or that battle and like oh it was like this and then tormund's like you know let me tell you something they call me they because they call you the kingslayer fantastic they call me the giant's bane and when i was 10 years old i killed a giant i crawled in bed with his wife when i woke up she was suckling me at her teat for 10 months you grow big and strong. <laughs> and then he starts, like, drinking out of this big fucking woolly mammoth's horn, right? And he's not just drinking it. He's just, like, slovenly gobbling it down. Mm-hmm. Just, like, just everywhere. And everybody's like, ew. It was <laughs> like, ew. I was even like, ew. And then Davos was like, I think I'll have that drink after all. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Because it was just everybody's reaction was like, this is gross. Even Brianna was like
0: gnarly you know well and with with the way that Tormund did that I mean he kind of sensed the I guess you would say the uneasiness between Brienne and and Jamie so that's the whole reason why he gives the 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 giant's bane speech it and was I, a
1: peacock move oh yeah and it was epic because yeah. it was Tormund look how big and strong I am and I can drink ha ha go 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 <laughs>
0: So, they they cut from, like, the warrior's fire, and we see that the, the hound is up on one of the ramparts of, of Winterfell, and he's kind of drinking alone, kind of doing the whole hound thing. Arya comes
1: up, just kind of sits down beside him, and he goes, oh, what do you want? <laughs> you know? When we were traveling together, I couldn't get you to shut the fuck up, and now you won't say nothing? That's <laughs> bullshit. And I was like, that's hilarious. Yarp. And so, like... <laughs> and so, then he's she's just sitting there and they're talking and it was good to see like there's no like real animosity yeah even though she's like i can take care of myself and he goes i bet you fucking can mm-hmm. you can you survive this long again and then oh gosh i keep forgetting his name yeah he comes in and he goes oh i see that you forgave people it was the lord of light that once told me <laughs> And that- the Hound talks about
0: it, he goes, are you going to give a sermon like Thoris of Mere? Because the Lord of Light's going to be pretty pissed off for bringing you back, what he say, 19 times? <laughs> Sound would, like that. Would I throw you over
1: the wall and kill you for the final time? <laughs> right. That was hilarious, because the Hound is just just cantankerous, and it's not that he's goofy. He's so just, deadpan. He's just a mean-ass-o. Oh, yeah. You know? He's a salty vet. And then <laughs> then Daria gets up and she goes, You know what? If I'm gonna die, I'm not gonna stay here with you two shits. i was gonna talk to the hound for a little bit, but I ain't gonna hear that I'm out and she got I got other things to do. Yes, she does. Yes, she does. Yep. So she's down practicing her arrows
0: and well, we'll, we'll be, it's not like the I don't even know where the hell you would say that it would like the maybe the hay stables where mm-hmm. whatever. Some enclosed area in Winterfell and she's she's the indoor you know, archery set. Yeah, she's practicing her archery. Gendry delivers what we now find out is no longer a ballistic knife, but it's a spear that has a detachable dragon glass dagger at the end of it. No,
1: it's double ended. Yeah, so we it's have, like Darth Maul's weapon. Yeah,
0: we don't really see a total or like what whether it's going to be badass wise in terms of like fighting, mm-hmm. but I think it's going to separate at some point. I
1: think she's going to break it down. Yeah, which is awesome. So she and, trained a lot, killing, and she killed the, the waif. With a weapon like that, didn't she? No, she killed the waif with uh, with her sword. Oh no, no! But she trained with the waif with the sticks. with the staff. Yeah, yeah with so staff. she could be formidable with the staff, especially if it's like the Darth Maul and two yeah. hands. That's gonna be badass. Yeah.
0: So the the portion of the the show comes to with you know. Gendry and, and Arya talking about you know how many people they've slept with, and Arya's like, well, if I'm gonna die tomorrow, we're, I'm not gonna die a virgin. So they end up hooking up, mm-hmm. and I, <laughs> I thought it was funny because Arya goes, I'm not the red woman. Take your pants off. Right. <laughs> I'm not gonna yourself.
1: I'm not gonna. Yeah. Do it your <laughs> damn self. You know?
0: But you see Gendry kind of pause for a moment because you see all the all the scarring that that Arya has from like her, her training with the faceless men. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that kind of was like, OK, well, may, maybe you are a warrior. And I was kind of overstepping my my masculinity
1: bounds earlier. Right. I, you were way better of a badass than me. Mm-hmm. And so like, OK, cool. Let's go over this. Um, how Arya got her groove back. Yeah, You know, I thought it was kind of like I mean, of course, she's like. Yeah, I, it was all right. It was. It, here's the thing. We didn't need it. I mean, it was okay, you know. But it's good to see Arya taking charge of her own life, being happy, and doing whatever she yeah. wants. So fucking go, Arya. You know. So yeah, do your thing, girl. Yeah, do your thing.
0: Yep. And then we get we go back to the warriors around the around the fireplace, and they're they're talking about the different battles they've been in. You know they talk about Davos, at, you know Blackwater Bay, and you know everything that happened with the, the Starks. And Tyrion makes mention. You know it, it's it's ironic that they're battling. That everybody in the room has fought the Starks at one point, and now and now they're, they're, they're protecting to protect Winterfell.
1: Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. That's that's and it's funny how life works like that. Yeah, and, especially and, like you know, Westeros, and
0: they're kind of they're kind of going you know around everything you know Sir Jamie uh, Sir Jamie of House Lannister this that and the other and it's Sir uh, Sir Brienne of Toth, and somebody goes well you know I'm not a knight and then T- Tormund goes well, why not <laughs> you know <laughs> and and he he just kind of well it's not a true women can't be knights you know it's it's not tradition he goes fuck tradition right
1: <laughs> and then even Jamie goes you know fuck tradition. I can make you a knight. Yeah.
0: He goes, it doesn't take a king to make a knight. He goes, a knight can knight another
1: knight. Because even Thurman was like, if I was a king, I'd make you ten knights. Yeah. And so, like, it was, it was nice. And he goes, you It's like, you know be, th- be thirsty. But it was cool that Jamie's like, okay, you've always wanted to be a knight. I can make it happen. Let's do it. Let's do it. And it wasn't like, oh, we've had too much wine. Check this shit out. It was like a genuine, like, you deserve
0: this. Mm-hmm.
1: And I really enjoyed that.
0: Yeah, I mean, she got teary-eyed. I mean, because yeah. that's all she wanted to be. I mean, even when she was back battling with with Lancel, I mean, that was really the, the whole reason. I mean, she wanted to protect the king.
1: Honestly, the the scene when she finally gets her wish, it made me go, "Oh," Because, like, it was such a sweet scene because she had genuine, like, this is what I've wanted for a long time and I'm finally getting it by someone I admire, mm-hmm. have a big crush on, yep. you know? This is an amazing thing. I was like, good for Brienne. She fucking deserves it. Yep. You know, out of all the people, she's probably been one of the most just and honorable people on the entire show. So, from from day one. So, yeah, I'm glad that this is happening to her. It was well-deserved, and I really thoroughly enjoyed that scene, that Mm -hmm. little snippet at the end. I thought it was nice.
0: Yeah. So, I I think the portion that you got a little confused on actually comes up next with, jorah and leanna mormont out in the out in the open at winterfell yeah and, and sam walks down and he he sees them kind of arguing over you know jorah wants leanna to go back and, and you know kind of carry on the family the family name and the, the lineage and everything and she's like no i came to fight i'm going to fight you know i bid you well cousin you know and kind of goes off on their merry way well, i'm gonna do what i want later dude right well sam and jorah start talking about you know how how everything came to be and you know he Sam is carrying heartsbane which is house Tarly's sword and he's kind of given like the the, the back about you know how Sam like studied under um, Jorah's father you know at, mm-hmm. at the Night's Watch and became a man really and Sam even mentions he goes, I can't, I can't wield this sword. I mean, dude, that sword is huge.
1: No, it was almost
0: his size. I mean, because if you look at it, the hilt
1: on that thing is a two handed hilt. I mean, yeah. that's a big ass sword. That's bigger than probably Longclaw. Mm-hmm. And while Sam can take care of himself, <laughs> his forte is not big old broadswords. I mean, that that's that's a Ned Stark sword. You know, that's right. the Conan that the Barbarian. That's sword, the one that dude. they
0: broke down into. What was it, Oathkeeper and Widow's Wail? Yeah, the Jamie and, and Joffrey sword. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, that's. I, it's it's a formidable weapon so you know and I think Jorah was was kind of taken aback by it you know because he was like you know you deserve this you know yeah. you, you uh, a warrior deserves to wield this weapon
1: like not only did you heal my grayscale but like you give me you're giving me, me a, a sword yeah, yeah your you're giving me sword. a Valyrian
0: steel sword
1: after my queen burned your house down because he's like well you know what I don't have a house anymore so why do I need a sword exactly you know I don't not know like I can hang it above the mantle <laughs> right I really like that's a good forgiveness on Sam's part, you yep. know, because it really tore him up last episode. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it really did. So uh, I,
0: I think there is still something to be said about, you know, the the way everything's going to break out for Sam. So mm-hmm. um, we get the the warriors around the fire again, and Tyrion asks, "Does anyone know a song?" Everybody's like, meh. and he looks at Tormund, is like, mm! <laughs> "He just kind of grunts no. at him." Mm-hmm. <laughs> And Podrick starts singing, so we get this nice little... Stay
1: with me, the fair Spanish lady. So
0: we get get this nice little Celtic shanty, um, you know, and and they kind (coughs) of go about all of the different main characters about what they're doing, you know. Dancing with ghosts. (laughs) You see Arya and Gendry, Masande and Grey Worm, and kind of everybody, all of the main characters. Right.
1: None of the main characters can sleep. And everybody's just like, shit. You know, because Sam's in his bed and Gilly's... Yeah, and they got a little Sam in between them. and But they're both looking at each other like, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. You know, here comes the dead. Same thing with Arya. Arya is like, you know, I can't believe I just, you know, had sex for the first time, and I'm about to die, you know? So, like, but I'm ready to fuck shit up, you know? So, mm-hmm. she's she can't sleep. Jon Snow can't Well, Jon Snow, we'll go into that. But Well, everyone.
0: no, and Jon can't sleep, and he's down at the crypts, mm-hmm. you know, and he's standing in front of Lyanna uh, Stark, and he's kind of... I don't know if he's actually praying or just kind of trying to figure out how what he's going to gonna, do. Yeah. He's going to do everything. And cause Danny, he knows
1: at some point he has to tell.
0: Yeah. And, and Danny comes up and he, he, she asks, you know, who is this? And you, know, that's my, that's my aunt Liana, you know? And she talks about, Oh, is that the one that, you know, <laughs> Ray Rhaegar, you know, get used to sing to little kids. And is that the, the woman
1: that he raped? Yeah. And then John drops the bombshell. He goes, well, cause she even did. Da- Daenerys was like, look, I, I know that he raped her, but it just seems weird that he did because he always was happy and he helped right. children and he was doing all this stuff for all these good people. So just be accused of rape and then, uh, but I'm sorry anyway, you mm-hmm.
0: know, and then John drops the bombshell, you know what they, he didn't rape Leanna. Yeah,
1: about that, you, know, you he, know,
0: and he even says, you know, my father <laughs> made a promise to his sister that her child would be safe because he knew that Robert would kill them. Yeah. You know? So I was like, wow. Okay. So now she knows, and then she even asks. She, she even asks, "Well, how do you know this?" And she goes, "Well, Bran has seen it, Uh-huh. and, and Sam, Sam has verified it. He's, he's got, got proof the from the
1: Citadel." And she, and like I said, it was going to come into play. Say, yep. Okay, so one of your brothers said he, that and I your did best it, friend in the and your world. best friend in the whole world, who's also pissed off at me that I burned his house down. So, uh, can't. Yeah, really it's not take like we had word. a twenty three and me Westeros yeah. version. She's like, I really can't take your word for it, and he goes, "No, no, no! I'm telling you, my brother is like." Super fucking powerful. <laughs> yeah, he goes. I don't think you understand. He's not just a kid in the chair. I think Bran has to do something to Daenerys quickly, so she can like, okay, maybe you are you telling the truth because I, I apparently you've seen this. Like, if she goes, hey, I saw the, your eggs hatch, you know, or mm-hmm. you know, blah 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 blah, whatever, so she can be like, okay, look, I'll take. A maybe step this back. kid does know yeah. something because I told you, I knew, I knew the whole thing that the, the fact that it was Sam who said it was going to cause Daenerys to be like, man, that's fucked up, right? You know.
0: Well, of course it would. You know, Any anybody can, you know, say what they want. You know, it's uh-huh. a matter of lineage and whatnot, so. And, and yeah, John I, dropped the bomb. I told you, dude. Danny is, is completely, like, punch drunk with, with power. She's pissed. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't
1: know what's going to happen at this Cause, point. Because, you know what, you're... Now going to be in my way because all I want is the Iron Throne.
0: I don't think John wants any of it. No, I don't think so either. I, mean, I think he cares.
1: I think he'd just be happy and content, just not telling anybody. <laughs> Only she knows, and Sam knows, and other people like okay, whatever. You can have it. You know, mm-hmm. I still, I still like you. You know, because like you know what, I'll, I still like you, and I'll still be with you. But I don't want the throne, yep. even though I am the rightful heir. You can have it. Yep. But I think she's still like that's bullshit. You're gonna try and take it from me. And blah blah blah. I think this is where she's like definitely needs to calm down i don't think she's mad queen level yet i really 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 don't but i think she does need to slow her roll
0: oh no i think she's i I think she's straight up mad queen i really do i think she's already past that point yeah oh yeah and i think this is just one of the things that's going to be like the tipping point at the cusp of the the mountain where she kind of goes down the other way and I think it's going to be a quick descent. So, yeah, well. so the last portion of, of the well, we episode. We got bigger fish to fry now. Right, the last episode, uh, the last portion of the episode we see is John with Tyrion in the middle and Daenerys uh, on the rampart in front <laughs> of. <laughs> yeah, and, they, and they've blown the horn for White Walkers. So, mm-hmm. you know, everybody at this point is is ready for the battle in the next episode. Yeah. So, with that being said, do we have anything that we really need to touch on? I think that was it. Okay. I think we got everything. So, like we
1: do on every episode on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the highest, how would you rate this episode? This episode, it was still pretty, it was pretty good, but it was still kind of weak. You know what I'm saying? Not weak as in, like, weak as in character building or weak as in, like, Mm -hmm. story production. Like, man, that's weak. You know? Because it just seemed like. There was not a lot of stuff going on, big moves being made, you know? I understand this is the calm before the storm, and there was a lot of great scenes. Um, The knighthood scene was a great scene. The scene between Sansa and Daenerys Daenerys was a great scene. There was a lot of great stuff, but not a lot of big things happened. I know it's the calm before the storm. I know bigger things are on the way, but I think this episode would have served better if it was kind of like connected... Directly with last week's episode, okay, because nothing big was done in this episode to me, and so for that reason, I'm gonna go six because I enjoyed it, but it was just like felt like filler.
0: Okay, I think we're on the polar opposites of this one because I'm actually gonna go eight point five. I really like this episode, really, and I think a lot of the reason why I liked it is because the comedy beats were so polar opposite of last episode. Yeah. And they gave them all to Torment, pretty much. I mean, because, dude, I love Tormund as a character. Now, I will be so pissed if the if the ginger ends up walking in the army of the dead. Right. I mean, but... <laughs> I've I, always had blue eyes! Yeah, he's I, like, all I, fucked up and scary! I, I like the way that they gave the characters more, more story. And I like the way that they set the characters up to kind of interact with one another, like the Danny and Sansa part. Mm-hmm. You know, just their uneasiness because at one point they wanted to, they were going to try to be friends, and then she was just like, "Well, what comes next?" You yeah, know? and she's, "Oh, okay." Um, I really sure. like that. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm actually going to go eight and a half just because I think the the pairings that we got and the way that the the scenes were interacted, interacted, and in the way that the characters kind of interplay with one another. Mm-hmm it really hit for me and I, I think it set up everything honestly pretty damn good yeah so i mean now we get to see what happens with the next the next episode because apparently the, the we we see that the whites have you know got right there yeah they're on the other side of the battlefield from winterfell
1: this is the second week in a row that our scores have been kind of flip flop, mm-hmm. which is interesting you yeah. know i think my main thing is that this episode wasn't a bad episode i just want carnage and it oh, looks yeah, like I, we're gonna about to get it in the next episode. Right? So I and think if, like
0: I, I think episode three is the one that it took them a a couple months to film. Good. So nice. I, mean, I think the this is gonna make you know the Battle of the Bastards the the Battle at Home, I think this is gonna make those look like little bitty skirmishes like backyard brawls. <laughs> you know I, I think yeah. this is gonna be one of the most awesome ones that we've seen on on cable television. So
1: I'm excited. That's Me all too. I can say. Me too. Next episode is I think it's gonna be fucking rad.
0: Yeah. So with that being said, Genius is going to go six. I'm actually going to go eight and a half. I want to remind everybody that we will be back tomorrow for AMC's Into the Badlands. And again, next week on Monday for HBO's Game of Thrones. But on behalf of my co-host, Genius McGee, I'm Dustin P. Cindy Margolis.